0: Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ Study Session where Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 2, Episode 333 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us as we continue with our study of November the 23rd to November the 29th, covering Ether 12 to 15, By Faith All Things Are Fulfilled. And we are um, continuing with the section which is titled Rejecting the Prophets Brings Spiritual Danger. Cover it in Ether 14 to 15. So we are coming to the end now of the Jaredite record. And I'll be honest with you, uh, these last couple of days that we are studying Ether chapters 14 and 15 is not going to necessarily be spiritually edifying in the doctrine that is taught. But more it stands as a stark warning uh, to those that don't listen to the prophets and to those that don't try and seek Jesus Christ in their lives for what we will see is things getting progressively worse and worse until the end of the Jaredite nation. Uh, In Ether chapter 14, verse 1, um, we begin this chapter by this. And now there began to be a great curse upon all the land because of the iniquity of the people, in which if a man should lay down his tool or his sword upon his shelf or upon the place whether he would keep it, behold, upon the morrow he could not find it. So great was the curse upon the land. Now, Again, we know that the Lord works in, in his way and that this curse was something that was prophesied by the prophets. And it was also um, prophesied of amongst the Nephites. And we remember reading that in Mormon as well. Um, and it's something which is a curious thing, I'll be honest. You know, why Why is that a specific curse that should be mentioned both times in the eventual destruction of these two nations? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I, w- I wonder if it outlines just the, the prevalence of th- of theft and destruction and chaos and mis- misery that there was amongst the people at this point. Because, um, of course, these things wouldn't just vanish, but um, clearly there was a lot of wickedness going on. Um, and up to this point, we've had Coriantum leading the people. Um, he doesn't repent. And then he goes to battle against Sharad. Um, he defeats Sharad and kills him. But what happens then is just a long succession of of warfare after warfare after warfare between these two kind of groups of people. Um, you've got the brother of Sharad who comes forward against um, Corianzor to give battle to him. Um, there was a lot of things that happened. Uh, and basically he the Brother the Brother of Asharad marches forth and slew, slew a part of the army of Coriantumr as they were drunken. So again there's a, a lot of wickedness going on. Um, and he places himself on the throne. Coriantumr stays in the in the wilderness. Um, and then well, he's actually called Gilead, the Brother of Asharod. And then his high priest murders him as he sits on the throne. There are secret combinations. Lib puts himself on, on the throne and then Karianzima comes to battle against Lib. Coriantum de- defeats Lib. Um, and then they flee into the wilderness. And then we have Shiz, who is the brother of Lib. So, you know, it's just deception, destruction after, de- after destru- deception and disruption. Dis- 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 Destruction, uh, and I think that you know we, we clearly see the the words of Ether being fulfilled here. That if they didn't repent, then the the Lord would leave them to to their own their own wickedness and destruction. And we see this happening now. And it's interesting that Coriantumr. We will talk about what his reaction to this is in chapter fifteen as things begin to reach their end. But during this, obviously, there is no regret, there is no remorse, there is no repentance. Uh, and there is just continual revenge after revenge after revenge. And this is the cycle that we can get trapped in. Obviously not on the scale of what's going on here in our own personal lives. However, I think on our personal level, uh, we can always fall into this trap of seeking revenge or seeking gain or seeking pride um, and and losing our way uh, and not having Christ as our center uh, which is why we talk so much about the daily things we need to do to keep Christ at the centre of our lives. We talk about daily prayer, we talk about daily scripture study, we talk about weekly partaking of the sacrament, worthily and thoughtfully. Um, and I think that those things have so much more potential and impact in our lives to keep us centred in, centered in Christ if we do them properly. Because if we don't, we can easily end up lost in our own emotions and on a what on a wider scale someone actually there's been a couple of comments in the facebook group over the past couple of weeks that have made me remember that it's important to consider not just the way we can apply these scriptures personally into our lives but also on a wider scale um you know in terms of looking at the people that lead our countries and the people that um have a have a, a bigger say on on Factors in our day, do we think about who is going to follow and be reflective on those things? Um, is a question to consider. Question seventeen, sorry, question seventeen went into my teacher mode there. Verse four, uh, verse seventeen of chapter fourteen says, and it came, to, and the brother of the Lib was called Shiz, and it came to pass that Shiz con, con, pursued after Coriantum and he did overthrow many cities, and he did slay both women and children, and he did burn cities. Um, Neil A. Maxwell uh, spoke about Shiz and just the introduction were given to him. It says, quote, our first encounter with Shiz in the scriptures introduces his his insensitivity, for he did slay both women and children and he did burn the cities. We see in the rivalry of Shiz and Coriantum, as in other other Book of Mormon episodes, an awful cycle of family vengeance. Those who are caught up in revenge lose all perspective concerning the sanctity of life. Shiz swore to avenge himself upon Coriantum of the blood of his brother. That Shiz was an intimidating individual, is made perfectly clear by the quailing question, who can stand before the army of Shiz? Close quote. We we reach a point now where it's just reached boiling point. Um Shiz is so focused on the revenge and the blood of his of his family, and to um to take it from Coriantama. Coriantama clearly is so intent on the throne and the power that he has, uh, and this warfare lasts so so long. Um we are told in verse 23, the quite gruesome comment that the scent thereof went forth among upon the face of the land, even upon all the face of the land. Wherefore, the people became troubled by day and by night because of the scent thereof. The amount of dead bodies um, that there is just causes a permanent stench on the face of the land. And it's just getting even it's just getting beyond the point now where things can be saved. And in verse 25, it says, and thus we see that the Lord did visit them in the fullness of his wrath, and their wickedness and abominations have prepared a way for their everlasting destruction. Um, it is a very dark and deep point now, where we, you know, a couple of chapters ago, we're reading these wonderful doctrines by Moroni, and then we're dropped into this um, really difficult place. Joseph Fielding McConkie and Robert L. Millet said this about this situation, quote, These painful consequences of war were the direct result of their own wickedness, which in turn produced a literal literal fulfillment of earlier prophecies, wherein the Lord had promised peace and protection to the inhabitants of this land if they would obey him and destruction if they would not. Um, Much if not all of the pain and suffering that could be viewed as the wrath of God came by means of the meanness, the cruelty and thirst for blood that filled the hearts of the spiritually sick and dead." I'm glad they make that point because, of course, it isn't the Lord that is, you know, causing death and destruction uh, upon the face of the land. It's because he has left the hearts of the people. And and that's because of their choices uh, of wickedness. And because of the wicked choices they made repeatedly and repeatedly and their spiritually dead hearts. Um, the, Therefore, blood, blood, lust and cruelty has filled them. Uh, and it's going to be difficult to, well, it was obviously, as we find out, it wasn't possible to remove it from them. Um, so there's battle after battle. We could go into detail about this between Shiz and Coriantama, but basically at the end of chapter 14, the loss was so great that Shiz um, stopped pursuing the armies of Coriantima uh, and it reached this point uh, where things are about to end. And obviously uh, it's disappointing, but there are many lessons we can learn from it. Thank you for listening today for this study session to this study session. You can follow the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session, where come follow me. You can also email ldsstudysession at gmail.com if you're interested in leaving any feedback or if you're interested in joining in a future podcast episode yourselves. Thank you very much for your time and until we meet again.